And if you hear a lot of animals in the background, what's I going on? Jungle. <laughs> oh no! What's going on, winners? This is uh, your boy Loso 2.0, and today I have a special guest with me. Would you please do the honors of introducing yourself? Hey, my name is Johanna Godinez, and I am your personal assistant for life. Personal assistant for life. I like that. I like that. I like that. So, uh, Johanna, why don't you do a chance up? Uh, you know, of just telling us a little bit about what your business is? Uh, well, my business has two components to it. One of them is where I act as a personal assistant for life through a process called ELM. It's an evolutionary life mapping method. And it's a way that we work with clients into kind of figuring out what scenarios in their lives have caused them to look at life the way that they do. And whatever issues that they feel that they're facing, that's making their life anything but happy and figuring out what the mindset is around that uh, and looking at their circumstances and seeing how their circumstances are affecting their lives and how their reactions to their circumstances are affecting their lives so that we can implement tools and strategies to kind of align uh, their lives so that they can have their thoughts serve them instead of consistently be bringing them down um one of the biggest things that we believe is that depression one not chemical comes from your inability to detach yourself from your thoughts it's your inability to see your thoughts as what they are as something happening that's an electrical impulse in your mind it's not you it's not who you are it's not what defines you so that brings me to the other side of my business, which is I own a yoga school. It's called Beyond Asana Yoga. And I train yoga teachers internationally recognized uh, through Yoga Alliance. And the reason why yoga it has really led to ELM, because ELM is really based on the philosophy of yoga, but led um, myself and a lot of, of our students and clients to kind of find a little bit of a different way to look at life is this philosophy of, of yoga, which um, yoga, the definition of it is that yoga is how you ease the fluctuations of your mind. And you want to do that so that you can be intentional about what you're thinking about instead of just having your mind just racing all the time. Okay, cool, cool, cool. ELM and then, wow, so yoga actually goes pretty deeper than uh, <laughs> the surface. I mean, honestly, I, I used to have a little yoga man. I just stretch a little bit in the morning. I'm like, all right, cool, yoga session done. But I see that uh, <laughs> it has a lot more, uh, <laughs> a lot more to it. Um, what sort of, like gets you into it? Like what made you get into uh, yoga? Oh, well, here we go. This is a long story. So sit back and grab the popcorn. Um, so in- in 2004, I finished my bachelor's degree in marketing, and I was racing cars at the time, and I go-karts and, and for, Formula Renault cars. And for a year after I finished school, or like eight months after I finished school, I had a series that I was racing. And once that series was done, I really wanted to stay in the racing world. So I started my first legit official company, which was a go-kart racing school. And mm -hmm. I would teach people how to drive race cars with go-karts. So we would first get, I mean, these go-karts go 90 miles an hour. They're not like your yeah. rental yeah. go-karts or anything like that. Um, but I would teach people first how to 
react, how to turn, how to break, how to anticipate, how to not crash. <laughs> and um, then we would get in their cars and I would make them faster, w- whether they were driving SCCA or formula cars or whatever the case may be. Well, uh, fast forward about a year into the business and I, I realized if I wanted to grow the business, I needed to, to have a deeper sense of management and of business strategies and growth strategies for businesses. So I decided to get my MBA. And I finished my MBA in December of 2007. Uh, As we all know, the economy wasn't doing too well in 2008. So me finishing my MBA and doing it in North Carolina, where there was a lot of textile industries and they were being crushed in this this downturn in the economy, uh, I really wasn't able to start my company back up because racing is a luxury all the way. It's one of the <laughs> most expensive sports that you can you can be into. It's a very expensive hobby. So, um, you know, people weren't spending a couple of grand just to be on the racetrack for a weekend. It just wasn't really something that I that I could um, see myself building at at the moment. And I I went through a depression, and when I went to get help. They wanted to put me on medication, which I did get on medications for a little bit. But my argument to to the staff was always, I have a situation. Your pills are not helping me address my situation. So Mm -hmm. I may have an illusion of feeling better, but my situation is still not what it needs to be. And I don't want to keep taking these pills. Like I want something to happen that's more organic. And one of the psychiatrists was like, I think you should go work out, just go to the gym. And I was like, I don't think that that's what I need. And I was like, my problem's not in my body. And he's like, well, the thing is, when you move your body, you, you make certain endorphins and hormones in your brain and in different glands in your body be secreted. And a lot of them are feel good hormones that are going to help you get out of this funk like you say, in a more natural way. So that was eye-opening for me. Um, And even though I had been in sports, uh, when I was a kid, I was a dancer. When I was really little, I was a gymnast. And of course, being being a driving a go-kart is no joke. The G-forces are ridiculous because you're so low to the ground. So you're doing things and and so you have to be in shape to to drive Mm -hmm. a go-kart, especially long races. And I used to love doing those. Um, but I didn't really know how to work out. And I didn't like in the gym, I had never gone to a gym. I had never stepped foot in a gym. So Mm -hmm. I, uh, I took two weeks in a place called the Hilton head health Institute, shout out to them. Um, and they taught me everything I needed to know. I went there for two weeks, paid a shit ton of money, maybe like $6,000, but they housed me, they fed me. They had a psychologist there on staff that I could talk to about what was going on. I had just lost my best friend. I lived in the house with him and he passed away and I found him in his bedroom. So like all of these things kept compounding um, mm-hmm. and culminated in, in this place. And when when I went there, I learned about like what our bodies do, what food does to our bodies. And I was like, what the know about any of this like this is insane is this so important we all have a body we all need to feed it I don't care if you're black white gay it doesn't matter who you are what religion you are what you choose to eat it doesn't matter you still have a body and it still works a certain way and we all share that in common I don't care what you think 
And that's really important that we understand because this is basic knowledge that we are growing up without. And in 2008, that really sparked a journey where I was on a mission to tell people like that there's all this knowledge out there that we're not being told about and that we should all understand this. So um, from 2008 to 2013, uh, I, I worked in Puerto Rico. I worked with companies and I developed wellness programs for them. And I used to just take yoga. And then in 2011, my yoga teacher asked me why I go to yoga so much. And I said, oh, my God, I love it. He's like, well, I have a teacher training and I think you should do it. And I was like, oh, no, you know, I teach Zumba and I do like a lot of lifting weights and stuff. But I don't think I can actually teach yoga. I'm too high strung for that. And he's like, so you're telling me that the thing that you say that makes you feel so amazing, you won't share and you're just going to hoard it. And I was like what did you just say I was like sign me up sign me up so um I became a yoga teacher he gave me my very first job as a yoga teacher and uh to this day I still go to the studio so that's 12 years later I still go to that studio and uh when my students come to my school I take them to that studio and I have them meet him and I have them practice there because I'm a big proponent on sharing my teachers. I, I don't want to hoard my teachers. See, he taught me a lot. <laughs> um, and, uh, and yeah, he, he really sparked my business changing directions into a merely, this is my body. This is how you should treat it. This is how you should eat into, well, what led someone to not treat their bodies right to begin with? What led them to not love themselves, what's leading them to want to change something, what's triggering changes in their bodies. And it really made me start looking at this whole thing as I went from a, a medical doctor to a mm -hmm. holistic doctor, even though I'm not a doctor, but I went yeah. from looking at one thing and being very specific to being like, wait a minute, if I don't address what's leading what I see, I'm just addressing symptoms. I'm not addressing the root causes of these things. And uh, I think yoga is really what opened me up to that, understanding that, that my depression was what I was telling myself. Like nothing was actually happening. Like I, I was just telling something to myself. There was nothing except what I was telling myself. And you know, that was a huge aha moment for me. And, and, and that also took me on a journey of just understanding our minds more. So I found books like Science of Mind by Ernest Holmes. And, and I started looking back into teachers alive, dead recently, thousands of years ago, and kind of finding commonalities. And, and I realized that whether people understand it or not, yoga is sprinkled into every religion yoga is sprinkled into everything because yoga is older than everything that we have as written religion nowadays i mean mm -hmm. even the yoga sutras of patanjali were written 200 years before christ and that was just mm -hmm. a summary of another book that was written 2000 years before that so <laughs> yeah so once i started realizing that i was like okay i need to figure out like what's really going on here like what is going on? And that mm -hmm. took me on a journey of, of self-discovery. 
and, and understanding like, what am I, what is this? What in the world is happening right now? Like, why can I manifest? Why can I see something and make it happen? Why can like yesterday, um, I wanted to get an Airbnb and the people from the Airbnb wouldn't answer me, but the Airbnb was over an hour away from my house. But my cousin lived closer to that Airbnb further down to like one and a half hours away. But I Mm. call my cousin to let her know that if I didn't get the Airbnb, I was coming over and crashing at her place. And when she picked up the phone, she was like, girl, I literally just had the phone in my hand to call you. How, How can we do that? Why, why does that happen? Like, and it took, it it led me into like a bunch of rabbit holes and like six or seven years worth of studying and just devouring different points of views and quantum physics and, and everything that I could get my hands on every religion, um, um, understanding why they think the way they do and like how people can actually convince themselves like that, like to give away their power, like how easily people can be convinced to really just give it away, give away their power to just renounce it. And, um, and yeah, so everything that I do incorporates kind of giving people the tools that they need to, to come back to who they are and what power they have in this manifestation of life. Yeah, no, he was right. It was a long story. I'm just playing. No, that was, (laughs) it definitely did all lead up to it. It's crazy because like you started seeing 2007 and 2000 and I'm like, I was in middle school. So it's like, what is going on? (laughs) I thought you were, you know, a lot, you know, younger. I say you look older or anything like that, but you look younger though, right? (laughs) That was like, you know what I mean? Was I born? I'm just playing. Um, oh, I, I was I was a raver in the 90s. So let's not even go back to how back I, how far back I can go. Oh yeah, no, that's great. Cause you were like, yeah, remember when the uh, economy crashed? I was like, um, not really, because you know I mean still eating crackers and drinking juice boxes. So not <laughs> well, I, I'm I'm 40, so you know, but I I I I'm a strong believer that yoga is the fountain of youth because once you realize that time is not linear and your belief of how life should unfold is how life unfolds like once you realize that like you literally unlock the power to to remain youthful and and young forever because you realize that the body may age but who you are has never aged not one day not one day yeah, no, you're glowing too right now too. So I mean, like I said, <laughs> it, it it must have been all that stuff, all that knowledge that you were consuming. You said some pretty good things there. Now, through this whole journey, how has your support system been from like your family or friends? Oh, I'll be honest. I live a very insane lifestyle, and if it wasn't for the support of my family, there is no way that I could ever do this. Because, and my friends, and my friends. I mean, I. I'm a gypsy at heart. So most of my life, I lived on people's spare rooms and couches. And like, I chose that life. Like, mm-hmm. like, I know that some people have to do that. Like, I yeah. didn't have to do that. I just chose to do that because I didn't want to make a commitment to have a a year's rent somewhere. Yeah. I don't know if I was going to be there for a year. Why would I make a commitment like that? So that's how I lived, right? And um, I've I've pretty much set up my life to to be that way um up until now so the the since since covid you know i'm a firm believer 
um, that the universe guides you into creating because that's why we're here. We're here for one purpose and everyone has the same exact purpose. I know we mm-hmm. want to think we're individuals and we want to think <laughs> that we're super special. And, and yes, we are very special and we are very unique, but we're here with one purpose. And that's that we are co-creating this reality of life. Somehow consciously, we can create just like source. And that is very incredibly, very incredibly special. Um, so yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. But um <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's true though. I'm, I was just saying that on another interview though, right? Like our our spirit's natural job is to expand. So like our entrepreneurship is really us expanding our spirit because our business is who we are you know what I mean so that is great that you said that um with being like you said jumping from you know spare rooms and stuff and always being about your business uh how do you find time to have that uh work-life balance if it you know exists oh it doesn't exist I have to be honest I mean I I create it for other people but somehow Mm -hmm. I can't seem to create it for myself um but you know what the the thing is though like I don't have a problem with it like most people would consider it that like I I'm totally because I can spend two weeks 15 16 hour days working on things that I have going on and it doesn't bother me I don't complain about it I'm not tired about it like I love what I do um when I have retreats like my students are here for two weeks and I give every ounce of my soul to them like I I want to create an experience that's that's completely going to alter their frame of mind. I mean, 90% of my students do not become yoga teachers, mm-hmm. but they realize that like they, a lot of them have followed me on social media or, or have been my students for many years. And they realize like, shit, like this girl really is this happy. Like, how is this possible? Like, why, how is she just, like, even mm-hmm. when my mom passed away, you know, like a month later, That's I had true. some things going on. And like, I, I give all of myself because I can, I, yoga has taught me how to step away from what my mind is telling me to just feel what I'm feeling and, and, and feel through it. Most people hold their emotions back or, or for example, like let's say someone says something and you react and you say something really fast and in your mind you were like man I shouldn't have said that but you don't say I shouldn't have said that Mm -hmm. you don't say I apologize that didn't come out right and then you say it the other way so then what happens you go home and Mm -hmm. for three days you're thinking about how you should have said something different so you start learning that like you do that to yourself through the way that you react to the things around you But like, if you catch yourself, then you can do something about it. So the goal is starting to like become aware and then catch yourself so -hmm. that you can start like seeing what I, what am I telling myself and how is that directly affecting how I'm feeling? Mm -hmm. And when feelings come, I need to validate them. But did they come because of something real or did they come because of some crazy scenario that I just told myself in my head. And I hate bringing my cousin up so much, but because I spent time with her yesterday, like that's the most recent (laughs) stuff. Like last night she had cooked for a private group. She's a private chef and she cooked Mm -hmm. for a private group. And at the Airbnb that they were staying, they didn't have plates. 
they didn't have utensils. And like when she realized that, like she made sure she brought everything and she had them covered. Like they didn't need one thing. But even though they paid her, they didn't tip her. So she was like, ma'am, like I even went above and beyond. Like I didn't charge them to bring them like utensils and go out of my way to do all of these things for them. But then this morning, not only did she have a tip waiting for her, it was an amazing tip with an amazing mm -hmm. review from the people. So just because she didn't get the tip right then and there, she made up this whole story about how they weren't grateful and na 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 And all of that was shit because in the morning she had an amazing tip and everything was perfect. So like all that like suffering and being upset could have just not existed if mm -hmm. she had just been in the moment and been like well it is what it is when they do they do and when they don't they don't and that's something you can control and and that doesn't change how good of a job you do and mm -hmm. and yeah yoga kind of starts to give you the ability to sort of separate yourself from the things that are happening and understand that it's two different things. That is not who I am. This thing that's going through all these things is not who I am. I am the thing that can observe it going through all these things. And, and I know these concepts may not even make sense to some people. And that's okay. Um, because it takes a lot of time. That's why yoga is called the practice. Um, but it's what comes with the practice. It's, it's, it's what I call your superpowers. Like you start to develop superpowers where like people can say whatever they want and it doesn't even touch here. You're just like, Pew! that's power. That is a superpower. You mm -hmm. say something to someone and you realize that their energy shifted and you can slowly, softly bring their energy back because you're that attuned to their energy. Those that, That's a superpower. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and, everyone develops something different you know for for me it's been yeah not not having stupid conversations in my head I mean that's been the most rewarding uh, mm -hmm. and that took a lot of practice and a lot of years but um it's been really rewarding to find peace within um and and it doesn't mean that I don't freak out I mean every once in a while I call my husband and I'm like I need to get away because I want to punch somebody. And so yeah. that nobody gets cussed out and nobody gets punched. I'm going to get away and I'm just going to mm -hmm. spend some time to, for myself. And that's okay too. Like you, you, you validate your feelings. You don't push them away, but you also mm -hmm. recognize that if you punch somebody, that's going to lead you to get an assault charge and get arrested. And you can see <laughs> all those things. So you decide that punching somebody isn't the way that you're going to resolve. And, and mm -hmm. again, yoga gives you that, the time to consider possible negative or positive outcomes that can come from situations that present themselves and how you think about judge and react to them. Okay, that's funny um, because I literally was writing my, I was working on my second book and I was just talking about this today, writing this today, like literally self-control and everything. Like I literally was just writing this section. So that's, you know what I mean? This is just, hey, we don't know how it happens. It just happens, right? Like, it, and like you were saying before too, um, which is also funny too, today I was out at one of my locations and this guy walks in and said, hey man, like, what do you do? Like you do something, are you like a pastor or something? You, you, I'm like, I'm a motivational speaker. He said, yeah, I know. Hey, I can feel it. Like you got, you got multiple streams of income coming your way. I can tell, like, I can just feel it. Like I feel your energy. So it's like, 
that's crazy just how things like that work like you said it's just right now it's connected i'm like wow i literally was just writing this in my book and you know i mean now i'm gonna add a little bit of stuff in here from this interview but that it just all makes sense though right um so I love that. let me ask you this right so there's an uh, entrepreneur that i uh read a lot about uh, russell brunson he says show me your library and i'll show you who you are so let me ask you what is your favorite book and what's the biggest lesson that you got from it uh my favorite book uh and the one that's the most complex so i've had to read it in small doses and many times <laughs> is a uh, science of mind by ernest holmes and it's a book that legitimate like it scientifically explains religion and how we are basically god creating and 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 it's it's really what clarified um i'll be honest i i was very um resistant to religion when i was younger i i did not like the word god i hated the connotations that were associated with the word uh mm -hmm. like like kids being raped by pastors people being killed in the name of religion like all none of that made sense to me the way that people thought of as god like it, mm -hmm. i just to me it never made sense mm -hmm. this book was was the one thing that helped me understand it and it helped me understand why people attach to it the way that they do and and why it's been manipulated the way that it has um and and why it has the power that it has which is why it's so hard to to for people to let go of it um and recognize um there because everything is written there the problem is the way that it's taught what's what's the problem isn't what's written it's what people want you to think that it means because mm -hmm. i mean it clearly states be still and know that i am god Mm -hmm. you you be i am still and i know when i am still that i am god mm -hmm. it tells you it doesn't but when you when you instill some kind of like duality into this being that isn't a being it's just mm -hmm. an energy and you want to humanize it you create issues because it doesn't have human characteristics it doesn't have the ability to judge it doesn't have the polarity that we as humans need in order to exist in a physical manifestation of this realm, whatever this is, um, which I'm the, the jury's still out on exactly what's going on. Yeah. Um, it could be a video game, to be honest yeah. with you. Sometimes I think it's just a video game. Matrix. Um, yeah, oh, trust me, it is the matrix. For sure it's the matrix. It's just what level of a matrix is it though? That yeah. is the question. <laughs> Um, but no, you know, I, I, I'm not everyone cup of, cook, everyone's cup of tea, by the way, because I have very, very specific ways that, that I believe, but I respect what everybody else believes. Mm -hmm. And, and the reason why yoga speaks to me so much is because it doesn't matter what you believe, you can still incorporate yoga and you can still become a better person by getting to know who you are and stealing the fluctuations of your mind. And, mm -hmm. and yoga isn't related to any religion at all. It's literally the only thing that it's telling you is that you can only take care of you. And mm -hmm. the better that you do that, the less that you suffer, period. Because you only suffer because of you. Nothing outside of you makes you suffer. And that's really the core teaching 
uh, of the practice. The, the physical aspect is just one of the ways for you to learn to quiet your mind by learning to focus your time in one moment, doing one activity while you're moving, while you're breathing with a cadence, because in order to keep the cadence, it takes focus. So it's teaching you tools that you can use to get into these deeper ways of, of applying the philosophy and the science. Yeah, no, I, I like that. I like even the way that you're saying that you look at religion, right? Because that's the same way that I feel like I do as well. I look at it more like a um, allegoric or like symbolic, like symbolic, rather than like um, you know, take it so literal. That's why I study like multiple religions, right? Like I'll read the Quran, I'll read the Bible. I see them all as kind of like I look at them as up more just knowledge, right? Like personal development books, just like all right, it's yeah. teaching me ways to do it. Um, and it's funny because you said you were that yoga actually teaches you to take care of you, and it reminds me of um, I don't know if you're a big Marvel fan at all. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, did you see the new Thor? I haven't. I haven't seen the new uh, Thor. I, I so I, I mean, without spoiling it, the biggest lesson really was that you can't rely on the gods to save you right so that got the the main villain who really wasn't a villain he really was if you look at the movie i know i like to look at stuff too deep but if you watch yeah. the movie, he was a villain he wasn't he was a villain only because of what they were looking at but him and thor were doing the same thing polarity they're the same person really but doing opposite opposite sides he was seeing like you can't rely on god and then Thor also learned that he can't rely on the god Zeus to help to save them. So they had to go save themselves. So it's like, I, I like that lesson that you were just saying right now that that's what yoga teaches. And it makes me want, yeah. you know, throw a YouTube video on and just get my stretcher on a little bit. So uh... <laughs> I love it. No, I, and I love that you say that about Marvel because, you know, a lot of movies have a, a deeper meaning and, and really are trying to teach you something way beyond what can be comprehended. I feel like The Matrix is one of the um, most misunderstood movies. Like I feel like there is so much that people are missing from what that movie is, is attempting to tell us. And, and yeah, you know, I feel like, first of all, we're not taught how to pray properly. Mm -hmm. And second, we're taught that there is something outside of ourselves that somehow controls whether we are anointed enough to receive a blessing in our lives. And that's just all a crock. It's all a crock. And it just keeps people feeling low and small and lonely. And you can't feel lonely. You are never lonely. It isn't even a thing. It's not even real. It doesn't even exist. Like the idea that you were ever anything but lonely is a joke you I guess you've always been lonely but not in the way that you think of as lonely it's mm -hmm. because really the way that you see the word the world is all based on you no one can mm -hmm. ever really be there and understand and do or whatever and once we start to recognize that we start to not look outside ourselves so much for validation and to really just be like how does this make me feel how how is this making the people that I love feel how is this affecting the future version of myself? Like, is the future version of me going to have to deal with some bull because of my actions that I'm doing right now? And all of those things, I mean, as an entrepreneur, even more so, you really need to focus on like, what is your vision of, of the end so that you can bring it to you? And, and praying, the reason why it's an issue, the way that we're taught to pray is because you're taught to ask for something you don't have. 
when you're when you're asking for something that you you to to have something that you don't have your what you're seeing is a lack you're not seeing what you want to have you're not seeing yourself as having what you want to have you're seeing yourself as that thing that lacks something because the universe doesn't understand words it only understands energy vibration and what you see the vision being it it starts to really mess with your ability to manifest what you actually want to bring into your life because what you're seeing is basically telling the universe keep me this way because mm -hmm. this is what i see for myself so for example vision boards um one of my students today was telling me about creating a vision board and i said in order for you to create a vision board you need to understand what the purpose of the darn thing is because otherwise you're just pasting little pictures on a on a board and that's stupid that's just a waste of time so i was <laughs> like you need to first sit and see what life do you want to be living and it's not i'm going to have this car and i'm going to have this house no that's not how it works it, it's it's what kind of invoices do you want to be writing what kind of companies do you want to be paying those invoices because of that what kind of lifestyle would you be living and what would your life be like what would a schedule of your life be like how would you be showing up so that you can see that and visualize that and if we have a little time i'll tell you how powerful manifesting really is no but so time isn't linear yeah no but can that's I true though, right because i actually so i was actually talking about that right when like in my 2.0 challenge and stuff i always say like all right so for example when i say what i am i say i'm the number one motivational speaker ever right and it was like and they're like all right well how much money you want to make and i'm like well you don't understand it right if I, when, when I become the number one motivational speaker ever and I win the Nobel Prize, don't you think I'm going to be a multimillionaire because the number one motivational speakers are already getting this. I'm not focused on the money. I'm focused on just the impact. That's what I'm focused on. And the money's going to find its way to me because of the energy that I'm providing, the value that I'm providing. So that's actually, actually agree with everything that you're saying right now. Well, because, because this is the thing, you wouldn't be able to be the number one if you didn't have the ability to fly to Japan to go yeah. to a conference when you're asked to do it. See, like, and, and you want to do it for free because it's something that you actually believe in and you would want to support. Oh, well, you can't do that if you don't have the money to do it. Right. Yeah. So that, well, and, but it's not only that, it, it's it's the details. So I'll tell you really quick, I don't know how much time we have left, but I'll tell you one quick story. This is the power of manifesting. So time isn't linear. We think it's linear because we're taught to look at a clock that only moves in one direction. We're taught that things have, all, like deja vu is just a weird thing. It doesn't really exist. There is no such thing as deja vu, right? So I am, uh, working on expanding the property where I'm doing my yoga teacher trainings. Mm -hmm. And I have one area that I'm building two rooms in, and it's, it was time to buy the floor that we're putting in it. And I looked it up online, found it on Home Depot. It was perfect. The color I wanted, everything was amazing. And when we get to the Home Depots down in Puerto Rico, they don't have it. They have something similar, but it's not the same color. And I keep telling my dad, like, there's there's something just not quite right about the, the color. Like it's and I had this thing with the color. Right. Mm -hmm. So whatever, we grab it because it's the one. And I'm, <laughs> I'm all like, man, but I'm not convinced. But whatever. It's the one that they have. When we go to pay, the girl says, so you have two different colors, right? 
And I said, no, it's just the top oak or something like that. And she's like, no, if you look at the picture, there's two different colors. We start researching it and there's two different batches, like two different models of it. And yeah. guess what the one model of it was? <laughs> it was the color in my head. And guess how many boxes of it there were? 14, which is how many I needed to do my floor. Because it's not linear. Because what I saw has already happened. It hasn't happened yet, but it has already happened. In the future, it's already there because I already saw it. I already saw it done, finished, completed. Mm -hmm. And if I can have that clear of a vision in my mind, then there is no doubt that that's already there. But that's how strong, that's faith. That's the meaning of faith. And that's how you must pray. You don't pray saying, oh, please, something out there that I don't really understand because I'm looking <laughs> up, but really up isn't up because we're in a universe. So up is an illusion. Up yeah. could be down, right? <laughs> so it's like, like once you start getting past these like illusions of like what society has told you, you have to believe and and how little power you have and what a human actually is. And nobody understands what a human is. Give me one doctor that can tell you from head to toe how a human operates. <laughs> one. Give me one. They don't exist. They don't exist. Like we, they, like everyone thinks that they know everything and nobody really knows anything. Even if you know a lot of something, you know even more of nothing. Yeah. So it, or you, you have less knowledge of many other things, right? Because if you're a doctor, you're not a mechanic. If you're a mechanic, you're not a plumber. If you're a plumber, you're not a marketing person. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's really, it just expands your, your ability to, to be open to people as they are and in their process. So it makes you judge less too, because I don't know. And that, that to me is, is one of the, another one of the superpowers that I feel is in my life. Um, I just, I just did a competition in California and I went to represent Puerto Rico and, and I won the competition and I, I, I'm, I came from Puerto Rico and although I have some friends in California, this was like in BF, like city of industry, which is not close to anything where I know anyone. And this girl who had done some fun events with me, I called her. She owns a makeup artist school. Her name is Giselle, Makeup by Giselle. A little shout out to her. And um, she stayed with me during the whole competition. So she got there Thursday and left Sunday night after it ended. And um, at the end, she said to me, thank you for everything that you taught me. And I was like, girl, I have no idea what I even taught you. I don't know. <laughs> like, you, you're the one who's getting me all glammed up and you're making me look good. But I'm not sure exactly what I taught you. And she was like, you gave the same exact good morning and smile to the guy that opened the elevator, that served you your food, that judged your competition. Um, like you didn't treat one of those people any different like and she was with me for four days so she saw like mine of course I didn't know I was being watched in that way but so she watched my interactions for four days like people don't usually get a glimpse into your life like that you know and she was like that's I've never met anyone like that that's really amazing like and and to me like I'm very grateful that yoga gave me that because I want to feel, I, I want to make everyone feel like they're seen because everyone is special. You are not any more special than me and I am not any more special than you. We are all 
super incredibly magically miraculous like it's just amazing to to be able to have this life with all its ups all its downs uh all its misery all its glory um and and it's important to know that like we're we're all going through a process um and yeah that so that that's been really i mean for me sharing yoga with people is is really powerful because it helped me see life beyond anything that any school any one book or any one religion or one belief has taught anyone um so teachings from napoleon hill teachings from earl nightingale teachings um, from Ernest Holmes, uh, having mentors like Patrick Carney and, and Greg Reed from the Napoleon Hill Foundation, like being able to be surrounded by, I mean, I manifested that. I got connected to Napoleon Hill shit. I talked to Satish Verna. I talked to Don Green. I got mentored by Greg Reed. I wrote a book with Greg Reed. Like, I mean, I, I'm, I'm a very powerful manifester. Um, but it's only because I understand everyone has this same thing. I am not special by any means. I just know how to tap into it because I understand how it works. So I, I, I like to show people this, you know, um, most of my clients are people who are going through something in their lives and have lost some kind of identity. Either they've had a trauma, they've lost someone, they've lost their job, they've retired, um, they've gotten sick in some way. And, and because they're so identified with their life, their physical, their material life, they just, they don't know how to move forward. And, and when you start to, to understand life at a deeper level, you know that everything is just a happening and you're just along for the ride and you just have to be grateful that you're on the ride. <laughs> No, for real, that's all some good stuff. I know it really is, though. And I know, heard you mention Napoleon Hill and Earl Knight. Those are all the guys that I'm going to be better than. That's what I keep saying. <laughs> you know, it's it's not, to me, it's not about being better than anyone. It, it's the fact that, like, the way that you're going to say things and that you're going to express yourself and the things that you've learned, the way that you're going to be able to speak it to people you will connect with exactly who you have to connect. And as long as you keep moving forward, you will create the exact impact that you are meant to create. Whether that is more or less than, than what you will be able to create doesn't matter. Because if you die tomorrow, none of that, it didn't matter. And it still doesn't matter. However, just the fact that you are living right now in the moment with this energy and this intention matter is everything that matters. Because it's what you're leaving behind. Because just by purposefully creating something that drives you and fuels you, you are lifting the vibration of the frequency of humanity as a whole. Mm -hmm. Because just of how you're showing up. That's what it means to be a light. It means that you are just living your truth and inspiring others just because you are. It doesn't mean you're trying to do anything. I mean, shit, I've been doing these podcasts since 2018. I don't get paid for this shit at all. <laughs> but but that's not the point. Mm -hmm. The point is that someone out there who I may never meet may hear one thing, one thing that'll trigger them 
to live a life that is nothing like what they're living right now and nothing like they could have ever thought of until they heard this. That's why I do this. And I will continue doing it. My dad even says to me, he's like, why do you spend so much time just doing things for other people? And I'm like, dad, this is it. This is it. This is what I do. It's, it's part of my calling. Just like if, 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 if this recording gets messed up right now and only you hear this and somehow you are impacted in some way, then, then this was perfect because you heard it and, and it did something for you. And then that you were the one that was supposed to hear it. I'm not going to get upset. It's not mm-hmm. going to be a waste of my time. You spent your time just as much as I did. So all everything is how we look at it. Nothing is ever anything concrete that doesn't exist. Nothing is concrete. Nothing is real. It's just what you think. So by you being lighter in the way that you show up in the way that you think, you inspire other people to dare to actually be a light and and jump into what they want to do and what they believe and that's just beautiful thank you thank you i appreciate it appreciate it yeah um well this was a lot of this was fun this was great um we're gonna be wrapping this up soon now if you had um my fault i'm sorry i'm like a little bit tired uh (laughs) uh, if someone wanted to reach out to you about yoga or if they want to reach out to you just to talk where could they reach out to you Oh, I would love it if you'd call me, 815-501-5070. Just give me a call. We'll have a chat. Uh, if, you, if you're like, wait a minute, I'm not going to give you a call. You can find me at bay underscore lifestyle PR on Instagram or on Facebook. I am Johanna Godinez dash Nash. Uh, and my website is bay-lifestyle.com. Okay. All right. All right. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you taking the time out um, with that beautiful weather, that beautiful background. Uh, <laughs> hop it on and just, you know, sharing some knowledge. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. If It's because of people like you that I get to live my purpose and I get to share my light. So thank you for having me. No, that's all. That's all. Well, you guys heard her. You guys heard her. Go to her website. Go check it out. Uh, definitely some great knowledge. Listen, like I said, you got me inspired here to go get some. <laughs> Crack my name, I'm gonna try a little bit of yoga on YouTube, YouTube yoga. I'm gonna start it off. <laughs> so thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, if you guys are listening to this, man, keep killing the day. Winners win, losers lose. And you guys pray for success like this. I'll talk to you guys. <laughs>